Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on this Olkin Count is called Blue Galactic Hand, and it is the eighth day of the Yellow Sun Wave Spell. And it is the Cosmic Moon Day 8, which means it's the beginning of the second week in the north of our four-directional four weeks that will take us to the end of the Mayan year, which is... Uh, essentially in three weeks. Okay, let's start with a cosmic moon because maybe you more than I on a certain level are feeling the intensity of the cosmic moon. I really love the cosmic tone and I love that we get 28 days of it and I love the reward that it is to me after 12 moons of activation. I feel like it's the pause between the actions of the wave spell and that there is always this transcendence, one of the words for the cosmic tone that comes with uh, arriving in it, the transcendence of the difficulties and challenges that the year held that were our opportunities for growth. Like essentially, like you graduate from the old patterns that started the year, you evolve past them. And so that's transcendence, like the onion layer, you know, like we rip through some old scar tissue and find purity over and over and over again until we're nothing, until we're absence, we're ether, and then we take off, we've finished our incarnation. But along the way, the wave spells form uh, awareness of journeys that would take place anyway, I'm sure. But the whole point of following the Mayan calendar or Mayan code is to be in rhythm so that the fluctuations and changes that are inevitable in a lifetime get synchronized so that they, uh, I mean, you know, are attached to kind of like frequencies and not just erratic or like super big growth cycle followed by no growth. Instead, wave spells kind of mediate growth so that even though we have some waves that are bigger than others, we just uh, hook into this 13-day cycle, 13-moon cycle, 13-year cycle, and kind of lulls us to into transcendence or a meditative space even as we're living our lives. I was really aspiring as the world is just so obviously 
like collectively in agreement getting tougher to endure the world meaning the waking moment entering the collective the culture etc but like I just got super interested like instead of trying to figure out somewhere else to live or a bunch of things to do with my time that are involved in the community or kind of worrying about having relationships you know relationships are great but like you know instead of making that a solution of some kind for needing to soothe my anxiety I was like what if I just kind of enter the mystical space more way more you know just kind of float around watchful (sighs) instead of being engaged with anxiety about it all so I think that's really cosmic and I'm so glad that feeling state is here but I started off by saying you know I think the cosmic tone originally in the beginnings for me was really hard because just as much as you're transcending what has been challenging your the other word for the cosmic tone enduring what is the next lesson is already in your space and feeling like an adjutant so we're enduring discomfort it happens and the discomfort again it's like the prognosis for the wave spell to come that's arising starting in the magnetic tone in this case it'll be the magnetic moon um I've been having as much of that, the enduring feeling. I am finishing up some of the year stuff, so I feel like that's part of my endurance. It's just like things that were part of this past year are just dwindling down into effervescence, but uh, it's not over yet. And I was pretty fixated on the aspiration again of getting my house done by the end of this year the Mayan year and I I really think for all intents and purposes I will which means I'm three weeks away from a huge triumph and the triumph would be for it to be over I don't consider the house project itself triumphant because I lived it and there was nothing triumphant about it it was just excruciatingly challenging work or never-ending work for a long long time but the triumph is all about completion. Um, so the, the triumph is that I could do other things. And I feel that already. That's why I'm on the microphone. is because I feel that mystical space being carved around me after my life has been all about concretized details that have to do with physical aspects of reality, like uh, building materials, and organizing them into some kind of accomplishment all of that is just like the survival part of shelter but now I'm starting to feel the seduction of the cloud the vapor that is mystical in origin wanting to like expand and push itself out around me so that I have all this space to be imaginative and lazy in my thoughts because a lot of what's been happening for years now I mean a handful is agitated intellectual uh, reactivity to the state I guess of the American civilization and now 
Uh, we're looking at European civilization, and my brain is fried from trying to solve the problems and trying to have a role in creating solutions. And I think everyone knows, like, I can't, I can't figure it out. And most of us are there, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't have an answer for this one. Uh, so. So the cosmic tone will be missed when we evolve past it uh, and start a new year because I think it always is this place, you know, that's so sweet and charming of living as one with the cosmos instead of one with um, the collective here on Earth. So instead of being a compatriot with humans, other humans, or occupants of planet Earth, we get to be in communion with the stars and all the outer space in between them. So enjoy it. Like I said, we have three weeks. This next week could be pretty tame, uh, creating the space that I'm describing, you know, because it's the time in the north, and the north represents air and spirit, and all of that is pretty spacious. Uh, and I don't know, neutral or... Um, I don't think it pushes our senses as much, the air, as does fire, water, or even earth. I think our bodily senses are set free from having a lot of um, tactile responses in this time. That's why it is meditative and the place of the spirit, our spirit, isn't really our physical self. It's some kind of eternal self. Uh, yellow sun is good news, I think. It's my analog, so I like it a lot because I feel pretty supported and supportive. I feel supportive because I am the analog of this time and I want to be supportive and I've seen these little like itches I have to scratch about like, wait, 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 I want to be supportive here, here, this person, this action, I want to take this, this is what I want to do, because I want to be supportive. So know your four directional Mayan cosmology, know your analog or support, know your guide, know your opposite or antipode and know your occult partner know when it's the day of that tribe, know when it's the tribe's wave spell that it's more elongated and richer. I went from having my guiding wave spell, Blue Hand, to my support wave spell, Yellow Sun. So, you know, each of us also might find these clusters within the Zolkin where there are a couple of wave spells back to back that are heightened for us, that are part of our particular array of um, pairings, mystical pairings. So yellow sun, um, it's summer, there's a lot of light. That's really a nice organic way to um, click into the yellow sun time. It is all about the source of the sun and the heat the sun brings and the illumination, like literal light bearing days and it is also about all the concepts of light that 
can make us feel lifted and diffused and inspired. So I'm just trying to imagine, um, I mean, I'll just check in briefly about like the good news of the last little bit, which is um, bringing light to the situation that was the Trump presidency and kind of turning up the heat there. And I, I talked about how, uh, you know, he had his wave spell blue hand and then he didn't have his wave spell anymore and how it was a real disruption for him. But if we just like are feeling into the horrors that we are encountering, I think, in our little um, civilization pockets, pods here around the world, um, this yellow sun time, I think, is is making it impossible to deny that. Like that's part of enlightenment and shining light is just like mm, spotlight. Like you will not be able to ignore this. You will not uh, be able to claim, I didn't see it. I didn't notice. Like, no, the light is piercing. Like gun violence is one of these things that it's just splits our culture right down the middle apparently. But on either side, it's just like, so frustratingly incomprehensible how anyone could argue against our own viewpoint on either side. I guess that's how it feels. But uh, dropping in on this blue galactic hand day to have yet another kind of portrayal of terrorism um, and and uh, a warlike uh, weapon used, you know, in a suburban celebration like that. Uh, is almost like pristine and helpful in terms of elucidating what the problem is. So that would be like light, piercing light, blinding light, uh, showing us like you, you can't run away and pretend that this problem doesn't have to be solved. And it, I guess it doesn't mean it will be solved, but just like, hey there, there it is, underscored. This is a problem, this dilemma of mental illness. <sighs> mental illness is everywhere. I can't think of anyone who's not been uh, affected that way by the last few years. And what is mental illness then? In my phrasing or framing, it, I guess it means a form of distress that leaves people into take chaotic behavior. So it's just instability. Um, and it's an illness, right? It's an affliction. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't have to be terminal. It could just be passing. But like there's so much illness uh, around us, in us. So I think that yellow sun is like a burnishing uh, and could like, in theory, enlightenment itself could be an answer to instability because it just sort of is the purification of heat and light therapies you know but we only have 13 days of it so I don't know how far we can get this wave spell um yeah I mean I'm a little bit reaching and I know I'm a little bit preaching that is very yellow sun honestly uh, in the Mayan traditional picture you know we're celebrating not just 
the sun, but the one who wears the sun mask in Mayan times. The hieroglyph is the picture of the priest who wears the face of the sun as their um, ritual mask or adornment. And so it is also the time of those who have leadership in terms of spiritual teaching and are the voice of the sun here on earth. You know, I'm all that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just think the predilection that you're finding in this particular episode where I have like a tutorial about enlightenment, that's pretty yellow sun. You know, to get a little preachy, that would be like the shadow side of yellow sun is like, hey, I am a religious teacher and I go to the top of the pyramid and you listen to me. There's hierarchy. I am at the top. That's not how I feel, but that might be how I come off and I apologize. Mm, I feel very defensive and protective of the rest of my posterity, i.e. my lifetime. And I know that from that place of being insecure, feeling insecure and threatened by what is happening, again, culturally, I do get a little weird and positional about the Mayan um, patterns that we talk about here. I just know it's true. It's I'm clinging to it. I don't feel trusting of 85% of what's been available to me in my life. I mean, that's a pretty high, high, I think that's an exaggeration. About 50% of what I have used to identify who I am and relied on contextually, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but like only about half of that is available to me now. The other half is just open frontier like have an ego that exists with identifiers. I look, you know, I was thinking like I'm a really tall person. I'm pretty thin. I have like piercing blue eyes and I'm aging. And those are like things that can't really be denied. But my th ideas of what I want to do with my time and uh, what I would wish to try to accomplish used to take up massive space in, in my thoughts and in my life. And I don't have control over that anymore. I don't believe in a future for my own aspirations. I feel like the world is moving too fast and away from my um, learned communication. You know, it's just generational. So, and that's okay. Like, I get it, get it. <laughs> so, and not only is it just like through an aging process that you kind of get aged out of the trends that are most vital, but... It's also just like a decrepit civilization. And I don't, you know, how do we build and, and make fruitful that? So I have all of this vacant open space where I don't have goals or aspirations. I mean, I have some for sure. But currently I have to, uh, that's what I meant about living in the mystical bubble because I just, I don't want to do a bunch of the things that I thought I would. I've always wanted to do. I've been broken by the COVID um, and now recession, the recession following COVID related to COVID, like those limitations of movement and 
uh, communication or interfacing with others out in the world, like all of that has shifted. And I tend to just be like, well, maybe I could learn how to meditate. So that's just me kind of dumping some share about the time we're in. Topical emphasis on the intersection of yellow sun and the cosmic moon. They are both pretty heightened spiritual windows, both in the tone and tribe. So that's pretty nice. I aim for that. I need that support. I've become very, very planetary and monocultured and it's like the internet has um, become absolutely my (laughs) only outlet for communication past my dogs and close intimate friends. (sighs) I thought I'd make a couple predictions about the year to come just by, uh, it's like a wind down. We have, like I said, we have essentially 20 days The new year will be called Red Moon. And uh, for instance, tomorrow, Tuesday, July 5th, is a yellow star day, a yellow solar star. And then on Wednesday, July 6th, is Red Planetary Moon. And not very excited about that. I have something challenging that day and I just realized that it's a red moon day, which makes me uncomfortable. But nonetheless, that will be 20 days prior to the red moon year that begins July 26th. And so when we look forward, feel forward, you have the opportunity on Wednesday, July 6th, because it's a red moon day to kind of like dig a little deeper in consciousness on that day and be like, okay, oh, so this is red moon. This is where we're leaning for a whole year. This is what's, it's it's coming toward us. And red moon is a time of purification. So I don't know anything about how that's going to express itself. Um... I mean, I'm interested. I'm very interested to know. Um, When Donald Trump came into office, I'm trying to remember how this exactly worked. I guess 2018 to 2018 to 2019 would have been a red moon year. So like we had, um, well, it's historic. I can't force any of us to think that far back clearly but you know they come every four years every four years there's a red moon year and it has this action somehow of being a purifying agent because it's the element water it is the tribe that celebrates water and water is a a river flow you know just passing over us and um brushing against us so that we are worn smooth by it and it is also just the baptism of water and it is the tidal fluctuation of water inside us so emotional um, surges and the purification that will often come when we get so pushed tidally inside that we you know burst our dams we cry And uh, I really, you know, I don't need to spend the year crying. I've 
used to be such a crier and uh, it doesn't happen that much anymore, but there is so much to cry about. And I think it would be maybe good for us to melt or thaw or be in the feeling state of fluctuating, identifiably um, emergent feelings, fluidity and feminine fluidity, the feminine aspect of creation, the one that is flowing and cyclical regenerating. I mean, I think all of that would be really good, at least for me. For me, it would be good. And I don't know what it would mean if we were all churning through that. It's also a self-existing year. A self-existing tone is about what form our service will take. And I just think we're going to get information. This year we've been asked or asking, how can I best be of service for a whole year? You know, I just don't even have an answer for myself. Um, Maybe because it's a 13-year wave spell down the line, I'll be like, oh yeah, that, you know, two years that I worked on my house was really of service to the XYZ that came after it. You know, maybe I'll attract some cool dude who wants to hang here with me (laughs) overlooking the sea Um, and you know I'll be able to go tracing back and be like yeah I was was creating this incredibly dynamic shelter where the two of us were able to like explore consciousness through the end times or whatever you know Um, and I have a handful of other ideas that are loose and unformed and don't need to be formed yet about what could be emergent from having done all this hard work. Because the first three years of a 13-year wave spell are all that rudimentary, like hard to um, get momentum, but like forced to move out of um, places where we've been stuck and, and you know, grease the wheel. Like that is how it will be to begin our new year on July 26th. Like, ah, all new karma, all new fervor, all new intensification, also all new information about challenge. And just think of it like we've had three years of those first three stages, those first three tones that really push us. You know, they push us because it's you have to start with a push if you're moving like a wave from deep within the currents of the ocean below the surface, something that's going to push and escalate all the way until it's mountainous water. It has to have grandeur at the outset and potency, and it has to be a shift seismically. I mean, that is what happens sometimes in the, you know, base layers of the ocean is that it is seismic shifts that create the currents that create the the big wave surges so we've made it you know pretty far now three years into a 13 year white wizard wave spell and we have to congratulate ourselves because it has been work i mean it it has held the pandemic within it and it has held all the fallout from the pandemic that nobody seems to remember is related you know why are we having inflation and recession because of supply chain issues and weird 
buying habits that came because of a pandemic. And there's a war, an escalating war that's full of atrocities. And that's created food shortages and also screwed up the supply chains. I don't, and it just, it's all this information and we're all enduring it. And it is the new set of challenges. Um, there's so many. But in the self-existing year, we get to start um, aiming ourselves toward overcoming them. We oriented to being of service this year, always in the third tone, the electric tone. It's a gift that we're shown that we're really just connected to God and serving God, using God's electric energy through us. Whatever your God is, it's not a Christian God. But in the self-existing year, we get kind of like a more clear directive in, you know, a to-do list. It's ordered. What form will my service take? How can I best be of service is being answered now? What form will it take? I can't wait to see. You can't wait to see. Because I think a lot of us are, are feeling like adrift without form. That's kind of what happened once the quarantine took over. And then in the aftermath, we've lost a lot of our bearings. So what will be the foundation for the pyramid that we're going to build? Because that's really the analogy of the self-existing tone is that in the Maya territories, when they built pyramids, they were four cornered at their base, which is weird, right? Because they look like triangles, but the base is, is four cornered. And when we get to the fourth tone, that's really the concept is that we are creating the foundation that we're going to build from as the wave spell continues and the wave spell is a stairway to heaven and we launch heavenward we dare to enter the sky even if we have to fall back to earth so uh, we need a strong foundation and we'll be skilled attending to it will be shown how to be that and that is uh coming up in like 21 days three weeks so I wanted to mention it <laughs> I am Lisa Star I am another yourself and Mayan we say in Lakesh Mayan we say in Lakesh